Koanachoa. Koanachoa, which means Dun Kenneth, was a celebrated man in his generation. He has been called the Isaiah of the North. The prophecies of this man are very frequently alluded to and quoted in various parts of the Highlands, although little is known of the man himself, except in Rossshire. He was a small farmer in Strathpeffer, near Dingwall, and for many years of his life neither exhibited any talents, nor claimed any intelligence above his fellows. The manner in which he obtained the prophetic gift was told by himself in the following manner. As he was one day at work in the hill casting, digging, peats, he heard a voice which seemed to call to him out of the air. It commanded him to dig under a little green knoll which was near, and to gather up the small white stones which he would discover beneath the turf. The voice informed him, at the same time, that while he kept these stones in his possession, he should be endued with the power of supernatural foreknowledge. Kenneth, though greatly alarmed at this aerial conversation, followed the directions of his invisible instructor, and turning up the turf on the hillock, in a little time discovered the talismans. From that day forward, the mind of Kenneth was illuminated by gleams of unearthly light, and he made many predictions, of which the credulity of the people and the coincidence of accident often supplied confirmation, and he certainly became the most notable of the Highland prophets. The most remarkable and well-known of his vaticinations is the following, Whenever a lean with long hands, a Fraser with a black spot on his face, a Gregor with a black knee, and a club-footed Mleid of Raga shall have existed, whenever there shall have been successively three Donalds of the name of John, and three Kinnons of the same Christian name, oppressors will appear in the country, and the people will change their own land for a strange one. All these personages have appeared since, and it is the common opinion of the peasantry that the consummation of the prophecy was fulfilled when the exaction of the exorbitant rents reduced the Highlanders to poverty and the introduction of the sheep banished the people to America. Whatever might have been the gift of Kenneth Oer, he does not appear to have used it with an extraordinary degree of discretion, and the last time he exercised it, he was very near paying dear for his divination. On this occasion he happened to be at some high festival of the Mackenzies at Castle Braun. One of the guests was so exhilarated by the scene of gaiety that he could not forbear an eulogium on the gallantry of the feast and the nobleness of the guests. Kenneth, it appears, had no regard for the Mackenzies, and was so provoked by this sally in their praise, that he not only broke out into a severe satire against their whole race, but gave vent to the prophetic denunciation of wrath and confusion upon their posterity. The guests being informed, or having overheard a part, of this rhapsody, instantly rose up with one accord to punish the contumely of the prophet. Kenneth, though he foretold the fate of others, did not in any manner look into that of himself. For this reason, being doubtful of debating the propriety of his prediction upon such unequal terms, he fled with the greatest precipitation. The Mackenzies followed with infinite zeal, and more than one ball had whistled over the head of the seer before he reached Lochauzi.
The consequences of this prediction so disgusted Kenneth with any further exercise of his prophetic calling that, in the anguish of his flight, he solemnly renounced all communication with its power, and, as he ran along the margin of Loch Ausey, he took out the wonderful pebbles and cast them in a fury into the water. Whether his evil genius had now forsaken him, or his condition was better than that of his pursuers, is unknown, but certain it is, Kenneth, after the sacrifice of the pebbles, outstripped his enraged enemies, and never, so far as I have heard, made any attempt at prophecy from the hour of his escape. Kenneth Ower had a son, who was called Ian Dub MacCoanach, Black John, the son of Kenneth, and lived in the village of Milltown, near Dingwall. His chief occupation was brewing whiskey, and he was killed in a fray at Milltown early in the present century. His exit would not have formed the catastrophe of an epic poem, and appears to have been one of those events of which his father had no intelligence, for it happened in the following manner. Having fallen into a dispute with a man with whom he had previously been on friendly terms, they proceeded to blows. In the scuffle, the boy, the son of Ian's adversary, observing the two combatants locked in a close and firm gripe of eager contention, and being doubtful of the event, ran into the house and brought out the iron pot crook, with which he saluted the head of the unfortunate Ian so severely that he not only relinquished his combat, but departed this life on the ensuing morning.